0: Welcome to Film Grain, the official podcast of the Film Society of Northwestern Pennsylvania and the Greater Erie Film Office. This week, we are going to dive deep into the Oscar-nominated shorts. That includes animated short film and documentaries. Uh, I am one of your hosts, the short, stout, brief, Mike Berlin production Oompa Loompa.
1: In briefs.
0: In briefs.
2: He's wearing briefs.
0: I am wearing briefs right now.
2: It's warm. That's how he got put in charge of actually introducing the shorts program.
1: Gotta wear shorts. If you want to lead, you gotta wear shorts.
2: That's right. I'm his wife, Erica Berlin, executive director of the Film Society.
1: I'm John Lyons, filmmaker, teaching artist, and the director of programming for the Film Society. I am not in briefs.
2: (laughs) I'm also not in briefs unlikely to be as well unlikely to be in briefs but
1: so in our virtual cinema we uh we had all of the nominated shorts um from the three different categories available to rent um we had the animated shorts the live action shorts and the documentary shorts who wants to where, where should we start which category do we want to start with
2: oh my gosh, they're all incredible. They're all Oscar nominees.
1: That doesn't necessarily mean they're all good. They could be amazing.
2: (laughs) Extraordinary. No, they were, um, everything that I watched was really good, extremely thought-provoking, or lighthearted and entertaining. I watched, Docs were the category that I was, you know, kind of taking the lead on. And I didn't really know who won going into it. So I wasn't watching thinking, oh, this is the one I really need to be looking out for as the winner. Because each one that I watched, I was like, oh, I wonder if this, this one was the winner. I wonder if this one was the winner. And I kind of knew, you know, like, oh, this one was good, but Probably not the winner.
0: Erica, which one have been if you were the czar of the Oscar uh, shorts documentary short subject, which one would have you ordained to have been the winner? Okay, maybe
1: maybe you're not ready for that. Do you want to take us through each of the five nominees? Yeah,
2: that is an intense question because I actually have each one ready. Um, So Mike,
1: tell us about the docs.
2: Okay. So the docs were in, incredible. Um, the one that really, the first one that really was a gut punch for me was one called Hunger Ward. And Hunger Ward is about um, the malnutrition um, hospitals in Yemen. It is, You're you can watch it on Hulu. Light. Yeah. yeah.
1: Ooh, light. We're Ooh. going in no, deep.
2: Ooh. This is... Well, there's there's some light ones, but um, this is a this is a gut punch one. um, Literally, because there there's a civil war going there, going on there. And, um, you know, the United States and a lot of European countries are just feeding um, a lot of uh, weapons and aid to Saudi Arabia and Saudi Arabia is causing this civil war. So we, in effect, are causing if you will this this famine and so when you see these children and and you're looking at these children you can't really see my you know hand right now but if you can imagine a banana or half the size of a banana and a child's arm bony little arm and if you've ever seen the commercials of the child's bellies that are just extended out these children are so malnourished, and they are—they are without life. They're without personality. They can walk in, but you could try to. There's there's some children that come out. They have they have no life to them. You try to get them to play. They just don't even respond. They're so malnourished, and um, you know the culture is so different. You know, I mean, for American women. You see those women walk in in full burkas, just completely in black. You just see their eyes, you know, and they come in with their children. And so it's a sea of, you know, faceless women and their poor children. And, you know, a lot of them are just screaming and crying and you're watching their children die. I mean, they don't hide from that. Devastating. So I watched this one and I thought, oh my God, is this going to win an Oscar? It is a gut punch. You you can't believe it and then at the you don't realize at the end until the end that, that yep, you know, the United States is funding this. Wow. You know, it's downstream, but the United States is funding this. So, that is very difficult to watch Oscar nominee. You can watch it on Hulu. So that was quite intense. Then you have something a concerto is a conversation that was executive produced by um Eva DuVernay um so you know a little bit more a little bit more lighthearted that's about a young black composer who was inspired by his grandfather um who basically came up from the south who you know grew up in a two room house with his family with 13 children and basically lied you know he he kind of hitchhiked his way across the united states ended up in california and called around and he decided he, he was like, well, I'm just going to lie and call and say, hi, I'm calling from a, a recruitment a, or a, a, an employment agency. Do you need any help at your at your cleaners? Yeah, we're actually hiring for a, um, a, a cleaning, you know, somebody to work in the cleaners. Oh, Okay, well, I'll see if I can find someone for you. Hang up. Oh, yeah, we found someone. Would you like me to send them over? Yes, sure, please. They're completely vetted. Oh, great. Thank you. Smart. Walks over, they hire them. He works in the cleaning business the rest of his life, starts his own company, et cetera.
0: Oh, that's cool. It's
2: an ama- it's a wonderful story. It's, it's very, very sweet. What's that, it's Mike? The hustle. It's a
0: good, it's a good hustle. Real it's go-getter. a good hustle.
2: It's a great hustle. And um, it's, it's really wonderful and just very inspiring and how his grandfather really inspires him with that. And he kind of follows his dream of playing piano and then... In Los Angeles, you know, they end up, the symphony ends up performing his his piece that he has composed. And it's in the middle of COVID. So it's an empty, you know, it's almost an empty concert hall. And they're all sitting there in the... Uh, but his grandfather being the, um, being the man with the laundry service, at the end, he presses his son's suit nice. to wear... To his show. So, you know, you, you have a nice balance mm-hmm. of really, really, you know, inspiring heartbreaking. Inspiring story. Yes. Really inspiring, really heartbreaking. Neither of those won the Oscar, but I don't want to go too far down the road with some of the ones that I saw. I want to kind of open it up to you guys to some, some of the ones that you saw before I keep going. But those were two. Oh, you
1: don't want to work through the, the category? To...
2: I can if you want, but I, I didn't want to like all, talk through the whole thing.
1: Cover all the docs. Mike, okay. did you see any of the docs or was Erica the I, I did. I did. Well I what, watched... what's what's one that Erica hasn't covered yet? Do you want to talk about? The one that I
0: actually loved, uh, because I thought it was like a visual lyrical poem was the uh the a love song for Matasha.
2: Yeah, I agree. I yeah.
0: I thought that was uh you know it's a little bit avant garde and stuff like that, and you know, not yeah. to get uh, it reminded me uh, not blue, well, but like something that you would see almost more akin to earlier true filmmaking. And uh, not that I necessarily, you know, it's hard these are it, to hand out a Oscar to all five of these docs are deserving. I actually this, I thought this was a wonderful category this year, incredibly strong candidates. Uh, I but I really like this one, uh, it, because. You know, it, she's really providing a sense of feel uh, with the close-ups, and you know, even how she's aging uh, the video and the like, sort of giving it that gr- that grain feel from like the nineteen, like sort of a nineteen nineties VHS to sort of put you in it. And the idea of like rewinding. We should
2: tell them what it's about, though.
0: Latasha Latasha was a, I forget her last name. I apologize. Uh, Harlands.
2: Her name's Latasha Harlands.
0: Say her name latasha harlands it, it is important to remember that you're right and i do apologize for that because yeah it's like, so she it,
2: was she was shot in
0: 1991 over $1. a dollar 79 oh my god in,
2: in a convenience store so sh- she was shot in los angeles in 1991 in a convenience store what and her murder was one of the murders around the time rodney king was killed It was part, it kind of fed into the LA riots. You you know, that was so long ago, you know, you have the death of George Floyd and, and all the, all the issues now it's like, but let's go back 30 years and And you had very similar, you know, sense of, sense of, um, protest and that was all happening in LA at that time. Young black Went, I mean, she was a child, you know, she was a child that was murdered.
0: She was murdered by the owner of the convenience store who oh, was okay. of Asian descent. And okay. uh, this woman was very um, there was already uh, in the community around her. She clearly owned uh, owned the local grocer, what we call in New York City, a bodega, uh, the corner market store. And uh, she was and this woman was right. uh, was suspicious of pretty much um,
2: everybody everyone
0: who is african-american who came into the store because right. uh, there was
2: guns being pulled constantly it was on, just
0: on, it, it was a, on others on other on other people in the community and the thing that should be noticed about this documentary is it is told through the perspective of two of her friends who grew up with her uh, two of her best friends growing up and uh, yeah. it, it really does pack a wall up once you, once they're, because they introduce you to her and they sort of take you through the, the genesis and of their friendship and how they met and who she was as a person. And they tell you early on that she's no longer with with us. But like, then once you right. really get the story of how it happens, it, it's it's devastating. It's so, right. so sad, it, yeah. it, 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 but from a filmmaking standpoint I thought it was a, it's a beautiful film. Yeah, right. very, very evocative, very emotional.
2: Yeah, because and Mike's right. It's like from a filmmaking standpoint, they take you back to like nineteen ninety one. They like show you film tracking across the screen, and it's as if it's as if you're watching it on VHS, except you're not. It 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 has like these beautiful, you know, beautiful close ups, and um,
0: and the cl- um, the clever little thing about it is there the shots are in reverse. Trying to yeah. take you backwards, right? Like, like sort of really, really idea.
2: Oh, it's a winner! It, it's, it's, it's gorgeous. It's on uh, Netflix. Oh, okay.
0: by the way, I would highly, and I'm not going to say that about every single one of these subjects. We'll get to that. These five, everybody should see these. These are the wonderful docs. Mm-hmm. These are wonderful. Yeah. This is this was a, this was an incredibly strong category.
2: Yes. Yeah
1: okay what what's the next one you guys got for docs
2: okay so another doc um is this is the one that won okay this one and i i totally get why so then so the next one is called colette and it is about um a 90 year old woman this woman is completely vital and a spitfire, has lots of friends. She was part of the French resistance during World War II. Her brother, um, also part of the French resistance, ended up getting captured and killed in a concentration camp. And she never, ever wanted to go there. She was completely resistant to um, having any kind of memory about that whatsoever. She decided that she was ready and so a young young woman who was a grad student who was studying him and studying the French resistance involvement somehow they paired up so this young young woman pairs up with her this 90 year old woman Colette and they go there together and it is like it's this odd experience where Colette will just get angry and then she'll burst into tears, and they'll walk around this concentration camp and she'll be fine. And then they develop this bond, and then the young girl will like burst into tears and then they'll stand there and sob together. It is an emotional roller coaster. You can see why it won because it is this window into this unstable afternoon walking around a concentration camp. It is a very, very um, interesting mm-hmm. movie. And now I'm,
1: yeah. I've, uh, I'm I've walked around one in the afternoon in Poland and it's like an experience I never need to have again and will never forget. That's,
2: yeah. it stays with you, right.
1: awful. it's awful. Yeah, you you feel like there's something in the atmosphere. So it's interesting that you know, like all that death in history is like in the air. So it's interesting what you're describing
2: and it's just the two of them. It's not like a museum experience for them. They're not dealing with other people. She's there for her brother. And so she'll just be talking and then just like burst out and, you know, Colette will be crying and then this other girl will burst into tears out of empathy for her. And yeah, it's watching someone go through that experience. It's very, it's just intense. It's just, yeah. So so. is
1: the young woman, is that the filmmaker or? No, she's,
2: she, she's a grad student working at a museum. She's studying French resistance. Mike so, Berlin, what
1: was, I'm curious what your read was on, on this one. It sounds interesting.
0: I did not see this one. This oh, is one of the few that I did not catch. Okay. I had two. No. Of all of these, I had two that I did not see yet uh, Colette and uh, the Concerto. Okay.
1: okay. Well, Erica, what was the fifth then? What's the fifth? The thing?
2: last one is called Do Not Split. And this one was, I don't want to say it was my least interesting one. This is the more political one. This is, it's informative. This is, this is um, Hong Kong's, you know, protest against China. It's it's very violent, you know, clashing against China and the. I,
0: I'd actually call it, it it's an unusual document. I'd actually call it like a visual timeline. And sort of to give people an idea of how the situation has escalated. Is that a fair sort of concise way of. Yes, uh, it's, it's a timeline
2: it. because it literally, yes, it's it sh- they. Interestingly, John, they. There are clips in Coded Bias from this film. They have the lasers looking at people's faces, uh, spray painting cameras on the side of the road. They have umbrellas. They're wearing masks because these are the protesters that the Chinese um, that the Chinese troops are trying to identify. So it's um, but beyond that, it is extremely violent. And the. They're setting fires. They're going to a lot of it is the troops fighting college students. You know, they're on a college campus. It's it's really intense. So that was the fifth one.
0: I think yeah. I think it's important to on some level, particularly for Western uh, civilization audience to see this, because there's a lot of uh, informal conversation about, you know, how let's be frank how china owns us and stuff like that and this is a little bit of a a cautionary tale on some level of like while we need to uh sort of embrace china as a trading partner and we shouldn't be blaming them for some of the things that have happened uh from the uh, public health uh, sector uh china has massive human rights issues and it, it there is a conversation that needs to be had as far as if we allow china to become the number one gdp uh uh government and economy that leads the direction of the world and it it really you can see the microcosm of why that might be dangerous with hong kong and how they and how they're and how they're treating them i'm not saying and i'm not saying this is not um this is not a disparagement of all you know of all chinese and stuff like that but it's just like it it is it is a conversation that needs to be had just like hunger ward is a worthy criticism of United States. We we have to you know you have to look at the good and you have to look at the bad.
1: Well, know? they all sound great. That's awesome. the docs. Well, Enjoy. then that'll be live action. I'm going to start with the present. Um, so the present is a Palestinian family. It starts off in, a, in an interesting way. We see uh, the the husband, the father, um, kind of under a bridge or something, laying on a piece of cardboard, and late at night getting up crossing the border, going through like a checkpoint and stuff. But then we start off as a, as a regular day. It's just a regular family. The fridge won't close. Uh, it's an anniversary. Um, he's going out with the daughter, with the young daughter to do, to run some errands. So, you know, a day that anybody can uh, relate to, right? You're just going out, just getting, picking some things up from the store, coming back home for the rest of your day and it is extremely frustrating because uh he has to go through these checkpoints and um you know he is hassled as is everyone that's hassled um by the military they're basically just being dicks for no reason and because you know they're they're in power palestinians are not in power um they separate him and his daughter they put them in like fent oh you want to add something there mike
0: it's not always with it. I wouldn't necessarily say it's always no reason.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. Not no okay, sure. But it's a frustrating situation. Hey man, I just want to get through the store. Yeah. Okay, well what, what are you what are you doing there? Well, I just need to get some some stuff. Oh, well what do you what are you gonna get? Well I wanna buy some lemons. Oh yeah, you wanna buy some lemons, huh? You know, and his his daughter's pulling on his you know, jacket, like, hey, let's go, let's go. You know tensions rise. He just keeps being asked, like, just let the guy through. He just wants to buy. It. He's been through this checkpoint like daily. You're just hassling him every day. Like, I can't imagine living in this world. It is it is so frustrating just watching twenty minutes of this in a short film. Um, eventually, uh, they you know him and his his daughter are separated. They're put in like these caged, fenced. Uh, cells basically right there at the border. Um, they're let out. Uh, I'm gonna skip ahead. I won't tell the whole entire story. But they have a fridge that the door doesn't close, so he's going to surprise his wife and get her a new fridge, which is awesome. Uh, they, they are in a truck. The owner of the of the store uh, offers to drive them. Um, they can't get past the one checkpoint with the truck. So he says, all right, man, can I borrow your cart, your hand cart? And I'm going to wheel this refrigerator, like up hills down these like dirt roads. He gets, of course, to the same checkpoint. Cause it's the only damn checkpoint to, to get through and the refrigerator doesn't make it, doesn't fit through, um, this, the one area that you're supposed to walk through. Now there's a road, a total open road, right, right beside him for vehicles. But he is a pedestrian, so he's gotta walk through, and he can't make it through with the fridge. And you can just imagine, like now it's night. They've walked through rain, they've gone through this whole. His whole day is ruined, basically. So it gives you, um, it gives you a, a a walk in the shoes of of a Palestinian. Mike, go you're, ahead.
0: You're, you're forgetting one very important. <laughs> I didn't metaphor. want to
1: tell the entire thing, but go There's ahead. There's
0: one important metaphor. He has a bad
1: back. He's got a bad back.
0: Yeah. And i.e. like the, the weight that they've had to shoulder and carry. Yeah. I, I actually think that is a metaphor of like the condition. And I, yeah, very important. A good, a I, I thought it was an important uh, nugget to the plot.
1: That's a good point. Have you seen, Mike, this reminded me of, have you seen the documentary or Erica, Five Broken Cameras? All right. It's another story about, it's, it's a Palestinian farmer um, and his story of nonviolent resistance uh to the Israeli army and he's trying to document the situation and uh, like five of his cameras are destroyed in the process of just trying to document life and the hardships yeah it's a fr- it's a very frustrating uh but i think it's it's something we need to remind ourselves of the rest of the world any other comments there mike on the present
0: uh, the present was my favorite. It's a tough situation, obviously, Israel and Palestine. This is a conflict uh, that is uh, that is older than time. If anybody wants any good reading on it, I recommend Karen Armstrong's book, Holy War. Thank it you. Will, it will. And it takes you all the way back to the Crusades and really gives you some context of like this feud has been going on and on and on. And unfortunately, the book uh it, Fascinating read. I recommend it for everybody. But uh, it's like it, it does an excellent job of just taking a second. Yes, you understand the geopolitics of everything, but like just showing you from a person to person level and how they have the both sides have sort of. And he's a little bit guilty of it somewhat too. It's just like, but it's okay because I don't think the Palestinian side gets uh, as much attention as the Israeli side, where they've totally turned each selves turned each other into the others. And that's a little bit of the problem at this point. There is, you know, the, the other side is always wrong now. And right. it's, um, you know, I, I don't honestly, uh, you know, I don't want, I, we're not a political podcast and stuff like that, but I don't really know how these two sides will ever come to a recon- reconciliation. The performances are good. I, I love mm-hmm. the way that's shot. It's a, it's a perfect little uh, mise-en-scene of what is, you know, what it what life is like
1: mm-hmm. in their shoes. Good call. Yeah. All right, I'm going to jump to Feeling Through next. Um, So this was a Seed and Spark funded project. Mike's making a face. Um, I thought it was, to me, there's kind of two ways of doing a short film. There's basically doing a feature, like a full story, but you're, you're squeezing it down. And that's a real challenge. And like, you know, a lot of the docs I saw, they're like, long or long shorts. Sorry. These aren't docs long shorts, right? Like 30 minutes, 20 minutes. These are full, full stories. Then you have those short films that are kind of like they have one message or one, you know, little twist and it's, I don't want to say cute, but it's like you get the point across really fast. It's got one thing. It's a setup for one thing. A lot of those are shorts that work in like three minutes. And they're just quick hits. And some people do that really well. And sometimes you can stretch that message out those quick hit messages out to like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, which is what feeling through kind of was it was really basic. Um, Mike, it seems like I like this better than you. So uh, feeling through was a story of a young black homeless man. Um, and he's trying to find a place to crash for the night. And while he's, uh, on, on the streets of, I'm not sure where they, where they are. Maybe Mike, you can fill that in. Yeah,
0: they're in, they're, they're in Brooklyn.
1: Okay. All right. So he's Tyree, uh, and he comes across a deaf blind man named Artie who's on the street, who's trying to catch a bus. Um, and this is somebody, I mean, I can't even imagine being on your own uh at night deaf and blind and so you have to give your your like a hundred percent trust in another person they end up having to hang out together because Tyree sticks around and kind of you know feels he has that responsibility and that connection to another person and kind of protects him makes sure really makes sure that he's okay I I thought it's it's a very simple story I I thought it worked I I understand that you know you have Black homeless man, blind deaf guy. It's you know you're kind of it maybe it maybe is something that Mike's gonna, gonna speak to, but I thought I can see why it was nominated for an Academy Award. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't my favorite, but I thought that the message was good and uh, it you know it makes you well, we were talking about the other in the present. This is kind of a way you know, with the human connection um, that we should all be there for. The other.
0: Uh, let's start with the good. I thought the performances were actually really good. The young actor who plays the who's our main protagonist in it, I, I, he's a good actor. Uh, like he and he handles it, and Artie does a nice job. Uh, my my issue with it ultimately is I think that the filmmakers met Artie and wrote a script specifically around Artie as a means. It felt like a gimmick, and I know that that is really harsh, um, but it's like let's be honest uh sometimes filmmakers and producers will do that kind of thing and i uh, mean do
1: you know this for sure are you just assuming because you could it. be very wrong mike i
0: could be i could be wrong i could be bloviating out of my butt but i have a feeling that they met Artie, and they're like let's write something involving like that idea and stuff
1: so like are you you envision oh. that the filmmakers had this experience of this film themselves with Artie?
0: i think they met Artie. i think it's the uh, the tail wagging the dog i think they met Artie. they wrote something for Artie and stuff like that and of course and listen the, me- the message is good of course you can of course yes we should all be more open and all that kind of crap uh but but it it felt a little contrived.
1: Yeah, I and I I get that with the setup. But if the filmmaker, <laughs> to play devil's advocate, if the filmmaker had this kind of life changing, regrounding experience of meeting Artie or an Artie, in their own lives, and they <laughs> made a film about that, I think that's that's.
0: I don't know the backstory of it, and if that was the case, then you know there's something a little bit more. Um... Um, understandable to it but it, I, I hate sound I'm, I'm not a cynical person but it's just like uh, something about this is like yeah it, it's stunt casting because they knew it would get attention because they because they are immediately using that as the marketing he is the first uh, deaf blind person like that's the number one thing that they first go to and it's just like this feels
1: understood this
0: feels Like they knew it was going to get attention
1: I get I understand that yeah it's it's a risk obviously a lot of people Appreciated that that risk.
0: They did, they did, yeah. Hey, you know, obvious, and it got attention to them. So, uh, you know, kudos, kudos to
1: them. And it looks like they kickstarted Artie's career, according to Mike. So,
0: (laughs) well, it looks like Artie kickstarted their career. Okay, that's that's my problem with it.
1: I got you. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna jump in, Mike, to Two Distant Strangers next, which was the, uh, the winner. award winner for live action shorts. Um, this one, I I really had conflicting feelings at the beginning, um, and I came around to it. So it starts out um, the morning after. You have uh, you know two two black people in bed, a couple, a man, young man, a young woman. Um, they wake up. And uh, you know they obviously had a had a one night a first night thing uh, together. I really liked the script and the vibe as it started off. I, I liked both of the actors um, quite a bit, and the banter that they had between each other.
0: You mean the female and the,
1: the main? character? Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. good. Yeah. And then it turns into a literal "I can't breathe" uh, police confrontation out on the street outside of her outside of her apartment when he leaves and i at that point i was like ooh man this is like so on the nose like there's so many levels of like i was i was feeling really bad about this short at that point cuz it's literally like i can't breathe i can't breathe i can't breathe like a ch- a chokeout stranglehold by an officer um in like the first 3 minutes of the short but then, in Groundhog Day fashion, uh, he wakes up in the bed with the young woman, and it's that morning after scene again to the music, uh, "The Way It Is" by <laughs> Bruce Hornsby in the Range, um, and <laughs> and then the next time, then the next time he goes outside, uh, he changes some things up. And then the officer ends up shooting him in the back as he's running away unarmed. Maybe this is interesting, uh, Mike. What did What did you think? I'm curious, what you thought overall. I, I
0: again, p- g- good performances, uh, particularly the the couple at the beginning. I could have lived with more of them. I I I, I think it's really well written. Uh, the premise of it, I'm a little bit like I've seen this before, and I know again it feels a little forced, but I get it. it, it you know, it's using that Groundhog Day uh, sort of trope at this point to tell the message, and it and, and it's and it's not totally ineffective in a weird way. Um,
1: yeah, but... I thought it ultimately worked. Like I was at one point like, ah. Oh. I'm going to I'm going to hate like what the what the fuck are they doing like serious and then I was like hmm and I was like okay and I was like all right and I kind of came around to it it kind of what I don't come for me
0: what I don't ultimately come around to is and not to get is the longer resolve of the day and then the twist at that because that there's a certain point in it where it's like okay i'm buying this and maybe there's a way forward and i get that they're trying to take this hard stance but it's just like
1: it's tough it's a risk it's a big risk
0: this is gonna sound crazy and i understand but it's just like the film almost takes a real hard stance and i get it and for good reason but it almost goes too far into the cop bashing land
1: yeah i mean i don't want to i people can watch this one on netflix so i don't want to yeah. talk too much about what i was gonna totally avoid and you're yeah. kind of tap dancing around
0: I'm, try, I'm trying to tap dance around. i think it's it.
1: worth it's, i think it's worth watching for sure i do too
0: i do too and it's gonna work for some people mm-hmm. and you know and, and and like i'd actually and it, it wouldn't have been my winner i think it deserved the nomination the, the, the nomination i don't know if i would have. um I wouldn't have voted for it for best but it definitely deserves the category all the achievement the writings the, the dialogue's really good the performances are really good it's it's a really interesting uh thing i i just guess i don't love the way that it ends but i can understand the point counterpoint to it i really yeah can't.
1: i'm i'm conflicted on it which makes me think that maybe i like it hey, it's good, it's good difficult art,
0: good art is you know there's multiple perspectives to it so i would say like. And so, in that respects, it's like I like the fact that this film, this short, has conversation to it.
1: But I would cast both the the young man and the woman. I think they're oh, they're, they're both they're wonderful. Yeah. I want to
0: see I want to see them both more. Like they yep.
1: um, they were. Good. I have a question. Were... Yeah, go.
2: Having not seen it, if it were five years from now and we watched it, would we be like, "Whoa, this it's is"? It's unfortunately,
1: like... I think it's relevant like always. Yeah. That, no, I know.
2: But like the fact that you said the breathing thing, like that's so right now. And we're all like so inundated with that. It's like, that is so right now. It's like, I can't handle a fictional version of that because that is so now. Do we need it fictionalized? But if it was five years from now, we're like, man, we can never forget that. Is Look it at- art? five years point. from now and is it digestible and we need to see it do you see what i'm asking yeah, yeah
1: it's a good yeah. point it's, and, it's, and, a good and it's a good Mike, question my question to you was also going to be like if they ever needed to pitch this to someone i wonder what the pitch would be because it's so like <laughs> and it has a sci-fi twist where it's like groundhog day but and then like watching erica's face when i'm like and it's like the way it is with Bruce Hornsby all of a sudden Erica's face is like like he well, wakes up to the, you know you have
0: to, you have to understand too I think that there is some layer, like I'm wondering if A, that's the song that they originally tried to get. I'm wondering if they tried to get the two they want tried to get the Tupac version couldn't get the rights to it and then they got Bruce Hornsby. So there's like an interesting I, I I have no idea but like because if you know the Tupac version this is exactly what the like what the the verse and the lyrics are getting to in that version. So anybody who's, you know, a that's music a good head point. I
1: Mike I had actually forgotten about that. So Oh nice.
0: that's a great I I love that. I love the song. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Well Mike, you have the next two solo. Tell us about the letter room and White Eye.
0: So real quick, without ruin, like without going too far into spoilers, I'd actually recommend *Letter Room* just because I l- love the performances. It's a nice little. Uh, it's exactly to me sometimes what a nice little uh, short uh, short film is. Uh, it stars Oscar Isaac. I can watch Oscar Isaac pretty much do anything. He is such an interesting actor to me, and uh, it's just like I don't think he chooses wrong, and I can absolutely see why he was drawn to this project. He's, and, hot. Uh, he's hot. And he's hot. He's hot, and he's sporting a very nice mustache. Inside
2: uh, lewin Davis.
0: Uh, yes, yes. Inside lewin Davis. That Oscar Isaac. Anyway, he plays a correctional officer, and he has filed in for a, uh, a transfer of sorts to a different department. He's sort of put there. He's looking more for a desk job within the correctional facilities. Uh, however, when he gets the transfers they don't put him exactly in the role that he thinks that he's going into, and uh, there's uh, some disappointment in that, and. To make a long story short, he begins to read the personal letters of the inmates whom he is uh, guarding, and he becomes sort of personally, and he doesn't have, this character is a very nice, amenable, like he gets, like, he runs his, uh, he runs his ward of the prison with a lot of, with a lot of heart, and he tries, and he he treats everybody like they're, like they're people. And like he's a much more he's a much more sensitive guard, which you can see is one of the reasons that they don't love him. He's not a hard he is not a hard man, and I and I you immediately understand within the correctional facility that this is you know that they would maybe want somebody who's a little bit more stern and authoritarian, and that is not who he is. He at the same time lives kind of a very sheltered and sad and isolated life, and so when he gets reassigned. Due to let's say a yearning for more, he starts to read the letters of the inmates and sort of the correspondence that they have with uh, people inside and the outside, and he begins to become infatuated with one in particular prisoner's uh, correspondence of a woman who is trying to keep their relationship alive. He becomes enamored with her.
1: So he's All a bit of a cre- he's a bit of a creepster.
0: He's sad. He's kind of, he's lonely. It, it, creep is one way, but he's, but it's like, he's a lonely person. And, um, you know, just like there, and it's an interesting parallel because it's like, just like you have all these people who are locked up, he's within a fortress of his own solitude. And so while he is free on the outside, he is not necessarily free emotionally. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting little take. And, and it's a, I would say it's a bittersweet documentary or uh, feature Uh, Short film, not a documentary. Uh, I'd recommend it. It's not, it's not my favorite. It's not the best, uh, but it's an it's an interesting little tale. And I'll I'll sort of I'll leave that one I'll leave that
1: there. What do you got left? White Eye. Tell us about White
0: uh, White Eye. Yes, White Eye is a one take another Israeli uh, Israeli film, and it's done in one take. And it is a um, a cautionary tale of we need to take a step back. And this is. This would be my other favorite documentary i thought this was an incredibly strong film i do not love the one take it's been done a lot a lot this time it works because the the situation escalates in a way that is very uh plausible and relatable and uh you these characters you don't necessarily get a, you're thrown right into the mix main character's his bike has been stolen he finds his bike he knows it's his bike because his wife has put a purple heart on it and he has a dent in it because of an accident he recalls it and tries to report it the police are like we believe it's your bike but you didn't file a formal complaint stay out here wait for the person who robbed you and then call us so he is drawn into this weird roundabout. Oh my start, god!
1: Another yeah, one, huh?
0: All done. All done. One take. He goes into the building. He finds the gentleman. Well, he first tries to employ a person nearby who believes that his bike has been stolen to take off the uh, the chain. So he's waiting for that, and he's he's fiddling with the uh with the lock, the bike lock, and the person. One of in this local nearby uh, freezer uh, where they you know, where they put in frozen food for restaurants to come and get, comes out. And he's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? This is my friend's bike. And the friend comes out, uh, I believe his name is Airfed and stuff. Yusuf is his name. And Yusuf is like, I paid for this bike. And what becomes abundant? And the the manager of the establishment comes out and she's like, I can vouch for him. He's not a thief. And on the bike is a child seat. And what you find is that Yusuf paid for the bike earlier that week. And uh, it is his means. He is a refugee. I believe from, I, I think it's, I think he's supposed to be from like Ethiopia or something like that. Uh, and anyway, he is, um, so he has bought the bike. The bike has been, what he didn't realize at the time is that he bought a stolen bike. You have these two people. However, the main character, not showing empathy and care, still calls calls the police back after he meets Yusuf and the police at that point ask for Yusuf's papers and which are out of date and so they ascertain Yusuf and Yusuf is ask, begging him he's like please can we find a way to work this out but the owner of the bike is like is like no 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 and then once he realizes that Yusuf is about to be deported because he's called on him he tries to go back and stop Everything He's like, hey, forget it. I don't want to report it. I can work this out. And earlier, he was willing to pay $250 for this guy to 250 shekels to drill the brake. But Yusuf asked, will you be willing to pay me $245 for what I pay for the butt?" And by the time that, uh, oh, his name's Omer. By the time that Omer is willing to pay, like to try to make the situation go away it's too late and the police take Yusuf away. And it's a sort of a cautionary tale of like, before you, you know, we can't, we shouldn't all be so blind to our own misjudge or justice. And while the main character has certainly been done wrong, his unwillingness to listen and have empathy and understanding is going to have this horrible domino effect for this other character. It's not a long film, but it has a really excellent message to it.
1: Yeah, it's like simple but complex, sounds like. Yeah. yeah. Interesting.
0: This is one I'd really recommend to people. That and uh, that and The Present uh, are the other two. Uh, I thought those were the strongest two of the categories. Great. Uh, I think The category. Present
1: is on Netflix also. I, I think
0: so too. Yeah, I think The Present is on Netflix.
2: White Eyes on HBO Max.
0: Check it out. Excellent. it's it's an excellent story
1: and then erica we Thank got you. animated shorts
2: oh yeah i mean there are so many good ones but i think we should just i mean start off with the oscar winner
0: <laughs> which one won? i mean it, if any if anything happens
2: well okay you. so if anything happens i love you one
0: john you can confirm this, this is the way i say to you after the end of every podcast right
1: <laughs> that's right
2: <laughs> yes So, if anything happens, I love you. Is um, it's a beautiful animation. It's parents dealing with the grief of the loss of their daughter, and turns out it's the loss of their daughter to a school shooting. It's kind of shot. I mean, you see, you know, this child, and you see like the go the ghosties of the parents, the
0: shadows, you
2: know. The shadows. So it's shadows, it's the it's the characters and then it's their shadows. Right. And you see the shadows, the parents like reaching for the child as she's walking toward the school. And then you realize, like, oh, my God, that child is going to school and they're trying. The shadows are going, no, don't go, don't go. And then, you know, what's going to happen and this is a child and you see that the text message and like throughout the entire, throughout this thing, there's no technology, but then it gets to, you know, you see this this phone and then the text message goes that if anything happens, I love you. And that's where it comes
0: from. I feel like too, to sort of throw back from a historical standpoint, because uh, on Criterion Collection, uh, they have been featuring the short films of uh, Lotte Renger. Uh, who used to do these cutouts, these shadow cutouts. And I think this is a little bit of a callback to a lot of like the animation that he used to do. He's from like the 1920s and 1930s. And uh, like, he was the early, early, like almost like the first uh, film sort of uh, film animator. And uh, he was, That's right. Yeah.
2: We were watching that. We were watching yeah. that and it reminded me of um, the Deathly Hallows. Actually, <laughs> it reminded me of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. The little animation of the uh, of the um, the Deathly Hallows. Actually, that section of the final movie where they do that animation part. But um, same same kind of thing. The shadows in that, and, and it's just it's just heartbreaking. And the worst the thing is the whole thing is just very muted. It's um, it's really. You know kind of asias and blacks and the only parts that are colored are just a little bit of blues are representative of the girl but then when you get into the school above the, the door once you're in the school there's the door and then right above the door is a bright american flag and that's when you hear the pops starting to happen it's it heavy.
0: Is heavy it's heavy
2: it's so heavy
0: i i to be honest i knew that's what and it was she's good.
2: a little girl she's uh, like 12 right i mean she's not a bait you know she's not a little little girl but she's probably 12 like 11.
0: Th- this isn't a film necessarily about a um, and i think it's important to note how the film starts and how it ends uh, where it's you know you sort of get that bird's eye view and it sort of comes into and you see the neighborhood and then it's it, the shot keeps on tracking down until you're at one house and it like I I, I this is a film very clearly uh, inspired by Sandy Hook and I think it's trying to really you know trying to empathize of like what if it was your child and obviously we have many difficult conversations right, that it could theater.
2: be any neighborhood it could be any right any town and, any neighborhood
0: right? and. You know, and I know that like it, 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 this really, this really appeals to people. It's like, can we please have an honest conversation about the second amendment? Because let me tell you something. If you're all about guns and defending your rights with guns, you're wrong. Sorry, you're an idiot. I'll say it. I'll say it to your face. I don't care. Like, but that's, you know, that's where I stand on things. I know, I know we're not getting political, but they're, boy, these these are hitting on subjects, aren't they?
1: Yeah. 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 Wow.
2: Yeah. Well, that's, yeah.
1: So that, that, one's really that was fun. the winner.
0: That was the winner. That was what, the winner.
1: What else was in the animation?
0: Uh, well, which one you want to hand uh, go to next, Erica? These were all five of these, by the way, are another strong candidate. Uh, strong, strong, there, strong. Yeah. Strong.
2: There was yeah. some that were like some just beautiful animation. Um, There were two that were just really fun. So there was Burrow and Yes People that were just really cute and fun. I so love one the anim-
0: was a- you to Let's talk about Yes People because I love the animation like Yes People.
2: Yeah, go ahead, Mike.
0: All right. Uh, yes People, or Ja, Ja For yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yow, a, yow. it's
2: Icelandic, right? Yes. So in Iceland, it's not, yes, it's like, yeah. Yeah. That's they say yeah for everything. And so yes, people is the, is the name of the animation. But, um, and so there's the animation a, is very cute and it's yeah. And there's Go a ahead, little Mike. bit
0: of like that. Yeah. They, they say, yeah. That's the only dialogue. It's a little bit Charlie Brown's. Uh, charlie brown's parents where it's like you know it's like yeah 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 and like the way they inflect it whether the inflection goes up or goes down or if it's sustained or if it's like and it's focused on three apartments that are all uh adjacent to each other and uh these three lie like it's just the vignettes of the the people in the apartment they don't interact with each other too much except for one moment at the end I would say where you can hear sounds through the walls (laughs) uh but uh it's their little lives you are introduced to the characters and they're doing one thing and there's like for example there's one son and he's tired and it's like he's falling asleep in class and then at the end of it what you see is he's playing video games at night that's why he's always tired and it's just it's just this uh, this yeah. little fun sides snack of who these people are, who these six characters are, and it's great. Yeah, it's and right. it's really played for
1: laughs. It's called right. yow, P- yow people,
2: yow people, yow, yow people. But yes. yeah, if you listen to any Icelander like talk to each other, oh yow, 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 yeah, it's yeah. just yeah, it's it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Very yeah, so that's yes people, and then the other cute one is a Pixar one. It's called Burrow and it's just a really cute community one cuz it's a little it's a cute little um a little uh, rabbit who keeps digging around underground and keeps running into other animals' homes like like the ants and then here's the here's the little frogs and here and they all have their cute already established homes and finally runs into the badger who's really mean and then the badger calls for everyone else like hey help this guy and It's just
0: super cute. It's cute. The badger wasn't mean. The badger's just like...
2: No, it has a big roar. The badger has a big roar, but he's not mean.
0: He's not mean. Nobody's mean. And Pixar usually uses its shorts as means of like... Sort of uh working on workflows of course the end like whether that's from a writing and conception standpoint and then about how they do the animation so what this probably is uh indicating is that pixar is about to do something with hand uh drawn animation i i think that we can be looking for something of, uh from them i think this is from. hand-drawn animation that's what i'm saying normally oh. pixar normally pixar is computer animation
1: they're saying they're testing the waters.
0: I'm saying they're oh. testing the waters for a hand-drawn animated, uh, animated film.
1: So well, oh, apparently yeah. the test went well. They got another, yet another nomination.
0: It it's, did. It's it, very it's, cute. It's so cute, and it's it's fun. It's light. It's fun. Yeah.
2: Can you see Burrow anywhere?
0: Uh you can see Burrow or on the Disney, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Oh, That's
2: Disney Plus. Well, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: It's on Disney Plus, and you can see, yeah. uh, uh, you could see the Oscar winner, um. In, you know if anything happens i love you on netflix okay. by the way uh, just to- yeah so genius
2: lokai that is just beautiful yeah so mike um is this is it miro is that the spanish artist that i'm thinking of it, might it be. just it looks just like a deconstructed yeah. miro painting like just falling apart constantly and yeah. moving around it is a watercolor. Um, it is stunning. I would say it's worth watching just for the beauty of what you see in the thumbnail image is just, I mean, the figures are just part of it, um, but most of it is just very abstract. It's a I when I finished watching it, I thought, oh, this is someone with a mental illness. And what we've been watching is their movement through their mind. But now I don't know. I Mike's like, nah. No. I
0: don't think so. I think. Uh, I, what do you think? I think it's from, well, you know, I it's think it's just. From, it's from the perspective of. Uh, I don't want to give it away because I actually think it's a twist at the end.
2: Okay. Well, maybe we don't. But. it's just a woman it's a woman's life you know she's got friends she's got family she she drinks and smokes i don't know (laughs) she talks to herself uh i don't know i don't know what she's up to it's just beautiful to watch there's shapes there's animals um
0: highly recommend it is it is you know, it takes a second to get used to it, but once you're in it, it is just yeah. absolutely hypnotic.
2: It's art, it's yeah. art. Sounds yeah. great. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. Cool.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: What's and, the and, last and... animated? Oh, did you have something else, Mike?
0: I, I just wanted to say, you know, in, in another one of these shorts that, you know, the interpretation can probably be discussed and debated. Yeah. yeah. The last one. Sounds oh boy, genius. the last one. Opera which is a South Korean one from Urk-ol. Uh it is a one-take, one-shot animated film that is sort of... Boy, how... It is a visual reconstruction of society in a pyramid-esque abstract form. Yeah. It, this is a very bizarre... <laughs>
1: Animated film,
0: it is incredibly fascinating and you start at the very top of the pyramid uh and it slowly zoom slowly tracks out and you're seeing more and more and more of it and you're seeing the parts that from the top you're seeing the things that sort of hold it up and then once you're a stat once you're out to the wide shot a um and erica i think when we spoke off uh about this uh erica i think your assessment of it was right it is um the idea of civil war within uh within country or within one country and two two ideologies and stuff like that and about that shift of power and it is it is it is really just an art installation i I mean i you would see i feel like you would see this at the moment.
1: dang erica what else do you have to add about this one
2: yeah i mean it was like game of thrones i mean yeah literally it was fire and ice um
0: i think it has to and i think he's discussing north korea south korea yeah i mean that's what that's what i think is going on here
2: and i was trying to figure out like they had a whale that they like flopped into the center of the fight and then pulled over and speared Speared And it just was sphered on one side. I was like, what's that?
0: But there's a lot you know, what, of that. I mean...
2: What's in the belly of the whale?
0: Well, don't you feel like every room in this pyramid is uh, emblematic of some sort of uh, some sort of institution or belief in yes. a society overall? I mean, this yes. is a incredibly complex.
2: Um, it's so complex. I I, and if you... Tr- You're what you're trying to keep you're trying to like watch what's going on in all of these rooms. It's like impossible. You know, there's
0: there's a temple. There's a meeting room. There's a prayer circle. There's a business. There's there's there's
2: there's health rooms. There's
0: a factory People
2: being. Yeah, it's it's a society. There's a whole society. And then
1: I want to see it. You You got me excited.
0: It's only nine minutes long. It's a trip. And Probably it's nine really nine not, a, I, I don't know if it's a film per se. I, it really feels like a piece of art.
2: It's it's not a, it's not really a film. It's it's nine minutes long. You just kind of, you go down and then you go back up again.
0: But there's a lot.
2: There's a lot to see.
1: Well, cool. It sounds like the animated category is the most uh, diverse out of all. all of them, maybe. It seems like yes. themes yeah. like all over. Some of the other ones felt like very like now- you know, like mm-hmm. very social, social justice, social movement. But this yeah. seems like you got quite a collection and animated.
0: You can break more rules in a way and have the yeah. audience yeah. sort of, because you're animated, I think your audience comes in with a much more open-mindedness uh, and willing to sort of go on that journey to try to, because, because that's that's the beauty, beauty about animation. You don't, you don't, your audience is much more willing to just sort of uh, discard social constructs that we're used to from a film perspective. It was great. Loved it. Yeah, loved the anime shorts.
1: Well, it sounds like they had another good crop of short films. No surprise. The Oscars.
2: I hope that everyone who rented and watched also enjoyed them.
1: Yeah, and thank you for your support. We know that there there were quite a few rentals of this package. Um, So thanks for checking it out.
0: All right, folks. Well, that's been our episode. Make sure you follow the Film Society of Northwestern, Pennsylvania, and the Greater Erie Film Office on social media. You'll find all the tags, the links, in the show notes for this episode. So until next time, this was Film